Welcome. You are listening to sermon audio from Day 3 Church in Granite Falls, North Carolina. We invite you to join us online or in person for one of our services. For more information about our church, please visit day3church.org. Day 3 Church, experience a new day in your life. See what's up here. So as we think about communication, we think about words. So it'd be kind of weird if we all just come in here and we didn't talk or do anything. We just looked at each other. There would be no communication as far as that goes. But we could communicate also with our interactions with, with each other, with what we do. A lot of us can just not say a word, but we can communicate through our actions, right? Whether it be helping someone out or being mean to somebody, you never have to say a word. It can be your body language or something like that. For most of us up here, we might be communicating that we're wore out. Um, for me, I'm still in Guatemala time, so I couldn't go to bed last night. And then when we had to get up early this morning, it's like I got up at five instead of seven. So I'm on about four hours sleep. Um, but that's just part of the trip and what we go through. So for the communication, some things that these guys learned from God was just God's timing. Leaving your comfort zone isn't always a bad thing. Uh, learning patience, learning he is the provider, learning his will is greater his plan is better than ours, and patience again. And then one word to describe the trip, there's laughter, happy, amazing, emotional, family, significant, hope, and love. And then over here, every night we did a highs and lows. So in the morning we do our Bible study and prepare for the day. And evening we just do highs and lows. You know, what was our high and our low, and how did we see God throughout the day? So some of those over here are uh, communicating and praying with others. There's Elbita, building relationships, Leda, Andrea, Nadia and Sada, playing with the kids. And then there's a whole family over here, Jorge, Jose Antonio, Juan, Jose Luis, and Atunil. Um, just, just times we get to spend with others. If, if you notice, most of it up there was just people's names. The highs of the trip or of that day was just spending time with other people and communicating with them and showing them love. So we're going to go through that today of just about communication. I'm going to start in Genesis chapter 3, and just about how God is looking down on Adam and realizing that there's communication there, because God created us, each and every one, to communicate with him, to have a relationship with him. And because he has that desire put within us, he sees uh, Adam needing somebody to communicate with here on earth. So in chapter 3, verse 18, it says, Then the Lord God said... It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild, wild animals and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would call them, and the man chose a name for each one. He gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, and all the wild animals. But still there was no helper just right for him. So the Lord caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and he brought her to the man. At last the man exclaimed, this one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. So God knows the need and the desire that we have to communicate with others. He put that desire and need in us. And therefore he had Adam name all these animals But he realized that Adam really can't communicate with these animals. He needs somebody to communicate with. So he creates Eve. 
And it's real important to see that, that this communication is something that, that we all need, you know, just to sit around and, and not have anyone to communicate with can be heartbreaking, right? We want to talk to someone. So I want us to look at why we communicate, how we communicate, and who we communicate with. And um, so why do we communicate? I've already went over that. It's called God's desire. God's desire for us to communicate with him. So it's almost like we practice communicating with God by communicating with others. So we have that desire. And how? Um, obviously, verbally, we communicate, but it's also with actions. A lot of times in Guatemala, um, for me, I know Spanish fairly good. Um, some of these guys don't know any Spanish. So the only way you can communicate, I was going to pick on Cindy, but she's not feeling good this morning. But I call her Spanish Sign Language because she does this a lot. And, um, but she tries her best to communicate. But the actions is the easiest way. For me, sometimes um, we were working on the house this week, and there may be something I don't know how to say, um, something with a house. So the only thing I, I can do is just show them, start doing the action to see if they can help me or figure out what I'm trying to do. Um, so it's just a matter of communicating and, and working with each other to do that. And then who? Um, in the beginning, there's only one person that Adam was supposed to communicate with, and that was God. And that's the person we all should communicate with daily is God. Um, that desire he puts in is so we'll come to him, ask him what he wants us to do, and um, find the desires of his heart to make them desires of our heart so we can go through each day doing what he's asked us to do. That's the basis of this trip. God, what do you want us to do? Uh, for me, um, God... Um, kind of gave me a vision on a house to build about two weeks before we went. You've heard me talk of this family a lot. It's Elbita and her family. And for uh, four years now, they've been living underneath a tree in a a house that's made of uh, plastic. And uh, I've talked to Brandy a lot about it. I was like, you know, we help these families in Santa Cecilia. You know, we're we're building houses for families, but Elbita's like our family. You know, we've, we've watched this family uh, grow and try to take care of them for over eight years now, and we really haven't built them a house. And there's reasons for that. Um, you got to have your certificate for your property and stuff like that, and none of that's ever went through. So God kind of laid on my heart how to construct a house, even though they may not own the property. And um, for me, I've struggled for the past few months, just feeling like I'm, I'm kind of distant from God, and just wondering, you know, why why am I? feel like I'm over here and God's over here, and I have been communicating with him. I do every day, every morning, start my day that way. But we get to Santa Cecilia, and um, I'm working on the school, uh, putting in a new door, and Cindy comes to me and says, hey, there's this couple. They've asked us to build them a house several years ago, and um, they, they're wanting to know if we can build them a house. I was like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if we have the time. And um, I said, let me talk to them. So we go and talk to this couple, Andre and Jose, and I said, um, you know, what is it you're needing? And they said, well, we talked to you about four years ago, and you told us to go call Hope of Life and talk to Henry, and we keep calling, but he never calls us back. And as we talked, I, I started remembering the, the family and the conversation that I had with them four years ago. And I said, well, um, how many kids you have? And they have two kids. And we kept talking, and he goes, I don't want you to build me a complete house. He said, I just need help getting started. 
And it was at that moment I realized that this is the family that I'm supposed to help, or we're supposed to help. And um, the reason is, the vision that God had given me was to do a, a foundation with two courses of block, and then build a roof outside of the foundation so that um, the family could finish the house and still live under the roof. And that's exactly what Jose wanted. He said, I just want a couple course of block and a roof over so we can go ahead and move in and then I'll finish the house later. And I thought, this is exactly the plan God had given me. So this, this is the family that we need to help. So for me, it's just affirmation of being in God's will. You know, we all need that. Sometimes we feel like we're not where we're supposed to be or that God's way away from us. But for me, it was God's affirmation that I'm in the right place, that we're doing the right thing, and that this is the family that we need to help. Because we'd already looked at two families wanting a house earlier that day. But the problem with that was they were living in a wooden house, and it went from property line to property line. And in order to build the house, we had to tear down the house that we were in. And I didn't want to leave them without a house for six to eight months. So I was struggling with who to help. And then this family walked up. And I asked exactly what God had given me. So just to communicate with God and figure out his desire in our lives and what we want to do is important. That's the desire he puts in our lives. So as we go further, these guys are going to share you about communicating with others. You know, we talk about communicating with God. We have to communicate with others as well. So Shannon and Brittany and Kelsey are going to talk about communicating with others and the love that we try to share on these people. You hear me? Okay. Um, I want to share experience I had um, while we were there and what I learned about communication because um, this is something that will stick with me for the rest of my life because in a way it was very, very sad, but in a way it was beautiful. There's a lady in our village named Rosa who um, they had built a house for previously and me and a couple other people had went to pass out food bags, and uh, we were talking with Rosa, and we had the interpreter. And in the process, Rosa, we were asking her who was in the family, who was living here. We were writing down names, and she gave her son's name. But in years past when I've been, the son has been gone because he was in a hospital because he has mental health issues. Um, and the beautiful part of this experience was she did not have to open up and share with us her personal experience and what she was going through at the moment. But just 10 feet away from us was her 27-year-old son that was locked in a wooden shed. He had to be locked there because of his safety and his family's safety. And we would have never known that he was there because we didn't hear anything. We thought maybe it was just a storage shed but as his mom started talking to us and saying his name in the conversation, you could hear him giggling. You could hear him make a noise. And when I looked over, it just broke my heart because there was just a little hole in the door where they could peek through. And she immediately began to cry because it broke her heart that she had to lock her son up. Um, she explained to us that she could only get him out once a day for a bath when the father came home from work. Um, they did, they did feed him and stuff, but because of, of his strength and how big he has gotten, 
she could no longer keep him out because when he went into his rages and um, his mood changes, they can't handle him. For an example, one night, Dad had to work away from home. He figured out how to get out of the shed, and in the middle of the night, came into the house and beat the mother up. So what I got out of this was we're standing here with each other talking. We don't know what any of us have in our closet unless we stop and talk. Give time to listen. It's what God wants us to do. He wants us to stop and listen, and sometimes not even say a thing. Um, That's what people need. Um, And through this, you know, people in my family who struggle with mental illness, you know, you don't, people on the outside, they don't know what they go through. So sometimes, maybe just stop and listen to people and, you know, ask them how they're doing. Do you need any help? Can I come and sit with you for a while at your house and talk with you? Um, because Rosa, that's all she needed. She couldn't come to the gatherings. She couldn't come to our dinner we give every Sunday. She couldn't come to the goodbye, say, to say goodbye. So when Cindy went down there the second time, she was already sitting in the roadway crying because she didn't think anybody would come and say goodbye to her. So as somebody who I have a child that struggles sometimes with mental illness, it, it just opened my eyes that I think, it would be nice for us to stop a moment for some people and just say, hey, can we talk? Let's go out for lunch. You know, can I watch your children for you, give you a little time, give you a little break? Um, and, you know, that, that really stuck out to me. It's something that will stick with me for the rest of my life because, like I said, 10 feet away, we would have never known he was in that shed if she wouldn't have said that to us. Good morning. Okay, so um, last year I had the privilege of seeing a girl named Nati get saved. Pastor Lynn and the translator prayed with her, and she let me stay there with her, and it was probably like one of the best moments of my life. So I was like kind of iffy when we went back. I was like, is she still going to church, or is she just, did she pray and forget about it, because that's what the struggle is, is you leave and you can't be there every Sunday to kind of shove them in the door. And I went back and I asked her, I was like, church? And she was like, yeah. And she had been going to Bible school and stuff like that in the mornings. And I don't know, that just like warmed my heart. But um, the important thing about it is last year, her mother told me that she didn't feel like she was good enough to walk through a church's door pretty much. She had done too many wrongs. And it broke my heart. And this year, I had the privilege of, and a couple other girls, to lead like a women's Bible study with the moms, because a lot of the time, they just kind of stand back and watch us with their children, which is cool. I love their children, but I wanted to get to spend time with them. And Nati's mom actually came, and she was the most involved, and she wanted to read the Bible, and like, she was leading it more than the rest of us were, honestly, because, well, she knew Spanish, but it was good to see her involved, and... It was really interesting because I really think Nati going to church and talking to her mother and her father and her siblings about the love that she found really helped her mom. Just the communic like communication's a big thing right now that we're talking about and 
She communicated with her mother the love she had found, and it showed her mom that no matter what she did, it's okay for her to come back, and that Christ is always there. And um, we had the privilege of being able to get her a Bible, and that's something that I didn't realize that most people didn't have. My grandmother is a reverend. We've always had Bibles in our home. And she came to me and Cindy and asked if we had an extra one in Spanish, and I was like, no, I know no Spanish. And she said that when Brad and Brandy first came, she got a Bible and someone stole it. So she came and thanked us and cried, and it was really good just because if she wouldn't have communicated with us what she needed, we wouldn't have known, and they didn't have a single Bible in their house, and that's something that studying Scripture is really important. So it was just really good to see how a couple of us communicating with a child who most people, she threw rocks at us. So like, that was kind of, communicating with her was kind of scary at first because she threw rocks at me. But it was really cool to see how a couple of us stepping out of a comfort zone and seeking others and listening to God showed like a wave through her community and through her family especially. And I just think it's important that we don't shove others aside when we're seeking people to speak to about Christ or people who don't come to church as often. We think bad things about them, and I think it's really important that we look past those things and we listen to God when we're seeking people to communicate with because whether it's a child or someone in college or a little old lady, people need to be communicated with, and you never know, one person you communicate with can like literally start a wave through a community. So yeah, that's it. Okay, so this year the word that stuck out to me most was family, Um, and since we got there, I know we all say that it's like our second family there, um, which is kind of crazy because a lot of us can't communicate. Um, I know some Spanish, but not enough to really talk to them that well. Um, But just as soon as we got there, everyone's helping and loving on each other, and um, the family we built the house for, the lady fed us two days, and um, all the kids were just wanting to help, and um, when we were, they were putting the roof on the house, all the men who kind of sit back most of the time and watch were even helping, which is really, really rare um, there. It's usually the women and children helping, um, and so just to see the whole community come together this year just really kind of reinforced that it is like a second family there, like we leave and come back six months or a year later, and it's like we never left to begin with. And so I think that's just something really special um, that we have with this village, but also with another family who doesn't live in the village. So the list of names, it's a family up there. Um, One of the guys has been hanging out with us, I know since I've been coming the last four years. Um, he, He used to work for Hope of Life, and so we kind of got to know him there, and his family lives in Hope of Life's village, but even though we didn't go with Hope of Life this time, we still got to go pick him up, and he worked with us the whole week, and two nights, um, all of his little brothers came with us, and we got to eat dinner with his whole family twice, and that family just means a lot to, I know, myself and everyone else, and just getting to spend time with them and loving on them, it was like I had five little brothers and a little sister that I've never had, and I couldn't even really talk to that well, but 
Um, we took a picture at dinner one night, and one of the little boys pointed at it and said, family. And I was like, yeah, I mean, we aren't from the same place. We lived in different parts of the world, but we are family. And so I think it's just a really special bond that continues to grow every year, and it's really beautiful to see. So we see not only is communicating with God important, but it's real important with communicating with others. Um, a, it creates a bond with others. You've heard the stories from these three about the bonds that were created. Um, it also makes us grow stronger. You, you think of Nadi, who was a year ago throwing rocks, trying to hit us with rocks as we walked down the road, to we communicate the gospel with her, and that was due to a large part of Lynn throwing a frog through a window at the church. And... Uh, and her just grasping the fact that she needed Christ in her life. And then her communicating that with her family makes her family stronger. Just, just, just this idea of continual communication. But also what I want us to think about, um, and Brittany kind of touched based on it, is the fact that communication, or excuse me, Shannon talked about it, communication can help eliminate struggles and conflict. Um, just the fact that Rosa was struggling in her life with the situation with her son. And that just by Shannon spending the time to communicate with her, let, her, let Rosa share with her what was going on in her life. There was another situation that happened in Santa Cecilia. We got there, and um, you know, I told you about Andre and Jose had come to us about building the house. So then the next morning we get there, and we had a new translator. Victor's 18, has never translated for a group before, and he's kind of nervous. In fact, the night before when we came back to the motel, he was at the motel waiting, and he told us later that he was peeking out of the door to look at the group to decide if he wanted to go or not. He was that nervous. And he, he finally, in that morning, he said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try it. But he was scared. So Victor goes with us to the village, and we get to the village, and he comes to me and said, Brad, we have a problem. And I said, what? And he said, um, this lady says, y'all are causing problems and they want you out of here. And I went, what? I mean, my heart just dropped because we spent so much time there and I couldn't imagine what we had done. And um, come to find out, she wasn't talking about us. Um, she was talking about Andrea, this family we're building a house for. And I was like, something's not adding up here. And what had happened was, in Bible school, the kids were running around and kind of being disrespectful because they were just excited and um, Andrea told the kids, hey, you need to sit down and be quiet and listen to these guys. Respect them and respect God. Well, somewhere down the line, it offended one of the parents of the kids. And so this parent said something. And then, as we all know, once it started, it just kind of snowballs. So I went to Andrea and told her what was going on. And I was like, you know, you're getting her moving into this village. And this is what's going on. What do we need to do? And she's like, we talked. And she said, I need to go and ask for forgiveness right now. So she went to Lillian, who's the, the chief of the village's wife, and we talked for like five minutes, and she just explained that her heart was just for the kids to listen because she wanted them to know about Christ and about God and that she didn't mean no harm about it. And she said, um, she, said she was sorry and that she wanted to get all the mothers together and apologize to them as well. So in that instant, that communication there dissolved all the issues that were going on because this little bitty thing that was happening was nothing major was was getting ready to snowball into something that was going to kind of 
bring tension between some families. So it's important <clears throat> that we communicate, whether it's good or bad. We need to communicate. I always say, if there's a problem, just deal with it right away. Because, you know, if somebody makes us mad and we go through the whole day thinking about it, the more we think about it, the matter we get. And something that started out so small grows into something that just that brings great tension between friends or family or coworkers. So we, we have to be, make sure we communicate with others to prevent this conflict. I want us to look in Mark chapter 1. <clears throat> As we talk about communication, we're, I want to look at some examples of, of Christ. So in chapter 1, verse 35 and 30, 37, it says, Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. Later, Simon and the others went out to find him. When they found him, they said, Everyone is looking for you. But Jesus replied, We must go on to other towns as well, and I will preach to them too. That is why I came. So he traveled throughout the region of Galilee, preaching in the synagogues and casting out the demons. So who's the first person that we see Christ communicating with every day? And that's the Father. He's communicating with God. So each and every day we need to wake up and communicate with the Father and ask Him what it is that we need to do. And we see right here that Christ had already received an answer from God because He says, we must go. We must go to Galilee. So He prayed that morning and God had showed to Him where He must go to continue to preach. And then... In Matthew chapter 26, verse 39, it says, He went on a little farther and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup cup of suffering be taken away from me, yet I want your will to be done, not mine. So you can see here that Christ even goes to God when he's dealing with something that he doesn't want to go through. He doesn't really want to go through what God's asking him to do, even though he's known this all his life, and that's to go to the cross and die for our sins. He says, Father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. So you see, we need to communicate even when there's things we don't really want to communicate about. When there's a struggle between you and a friend or you and a coworker, it's important that we go to them and communicate. Christ says, but let your will be done, not mine. Sometimes it's hard to, to, to take the low spot. But Christ here says, I'm being obedient to you, Father. I'm going to do what you ask me to do. So we have to be sure that when we communicate to others, we're communicating in a way that's humble. And, and, and in this case, to the Father, obedience. You know, I always tell um, anyone I'm trying to teach, whether it be youth or um, anyone, you know, it's okay to be mad at God. But it's even better if you communicate God that you're mad at him because he already knows. He wants to talk to us and to help us to deal through these things and, and, and walk through it with us. So communicating with those in Guatemala helps them to grow stronger. Nadi's a Christian. Now our mom's going to the church. Uh, Rosa, Rosa has a friend in Shannon, someone that she can talk to and know that when she talks to him and confides in her, that she'll be there for her. And then also, I want us to look at the fact that God gives us instruction. Before we go to that, I'm going to let Olivia tell you a little bit about Bible school and what the kids learned this week. So... 
for Bible school this year, we did the armor of God. And for two days, like, we didn't really have anybody that was like, oh, yeah, I'll teach Bible school this year. So me and Brittany taught two of them. And both of them, I was really blessed to see the kids, like, just really interact and really get into it. And they were, like, really paying attention. And they would, like, bring up their craft to us. Like, we did the Shoes of Peace for our first one. And they would bring them up to us, and they're like, Jesus wants us to be friends. He wants us to be peaceful. And it was, like, really beautiful. But also, like, with prayer, it's really hard to, like, sometimes it's really hard to talk to God. But um, my prayer partner and I have gotten really close in the past year. And she's helped me a lot, like, just pray and, like, grow my faith. And, yeah. Okay. Done. So we'll look in Luke chapter 11, 1 through 4. And this um, instruction that God gives us on just how to pray, how to communicate with him. So 11, 1 through 4 says, Once Jesus was in a certain place praying, we've seen this before. And as he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. Jesus said, This is how you should pray. Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food we need and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation. So we've seen why we should communicate, and that's because God gives us desire. We've seen how we communicate, and that's by loving one another, being up front with others, and just being open with each other. And then the why, or the, the how, is just simply the instruction that God has given us here. Christ says, Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food we need and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And let us yield to temptation. So the first one is communication with the Father. The second is communication with others. And the third one is to always be aware of what's going on around us. So as we talk about communication, my question to you guys is, is there someone you need to be communicating with? Is there someone you have maybe some hardship with? Or is there somebody you need to go congratulate about something? You know, a lot of times when something good happens to us, we go right away and tell somebody. But when we struggle with something, we, we t- have the tendency to hold on to that. But God says, just as when you're excited to tell me about something, you need to be in that same way when there's something going on in your life and you need to deal with it, to come to him right away. So is there something you need, someone you need to communicate with? Or do you just need to come and communicate with God this morning and just let him know what's on your heart? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you that you've brought us back from this trip safely, Father. I thank you for the, the ways you've communicated to, to us through the past 10 days. And Father, the lessons we've learned. And Father, I thank you for those that Father have drawn close to you over the past 10 days. Father, I thank you for Henry's father, the fact that he, he's right there, Father, and coming to ask you in his life, and he knows he needs you. Father, I thank you for Sada and Naughty Father, just the way she's working in their lives. And Lord, I just ask if there's anyone here, Father, this morning that, that needs to communicate with you this morning, and you just need to let them know that you haven't gone that far, that you've been with them the whole time. Father, you've given that reassurance that you've given me this past few days.
that, that they would come forward this morning and bow before you and pray. And Father, if there's someone here that needs to, to communicate with a friend, will it be good or bad, Father, that, that you would give them the strength to just approach them and have that time to sit down and talk and just catch up on what's going on in their life. Father, we thank you for all you do and we praise things in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this sermon audio production from Day 3 Church. We pray that it has ministered to you. For more information about our location, service times, or other sermon podcasts, please visit us online at day3church.org. Day 3 Church, experience a new day in your life.